0: Okay, so I announced this morning that there's this big announcement I'm going to make tonight. Already there are rumors. (laughs) This is a post on social media. Can't believe our pastor and his wife are starting over after all this time. (laughs) So glad that the SSBC Nursery will be awesome. The big announcement tonight is going to be, as Kevin said this morning, life-changing. No doubt that would be a miracle, but that is not the announcement. I I have really loved being a part of this church family for the years that God has graciously enabled Lindley and I to be a part. it's just been wonderful and we, we really really love our church family and the experiences we get to have um, in our church family the relationships we've built over the years it's just been it's been great it's it's a ton of fun and we have seen God do some incredible things along the way we, we've seen God take a, a body of believers that uh, was minimally involved in missions. And over the course of these years, um, we've seen God change the heart of our church to where being on mission and being involved in mission is more a part of the DNA of who we are. And I'm not bragging on anything other than the grace of God when I tell you this, but over the last five plus years, no other church in our entire city that is Baptist has given more than we've given to the International Mission Board, the North American Mission Board, through Lottie Moon, through Annie Armstrong, and just general giving to the Baptist entities that are sending out and supporting 10,000 missionaries all over the world, We've led the way in total amount of giving of every other body of believers in this community. And and I just think and that really does reflect this heart that we want to be generous and worshipful with all that we have. And it's really been a fun experience being a part of seeing that unfold over the years. I think it's been really cool also to see over the years that God has has taken us from a position where we had a facility that was in great disrepair. When, when I came, uh, the facility had been neglected quite a bit and for, for various reasons. And uh, we really needed to see God do some things with our facilities to make them better at serving in the ministries we believed God had called us to. And and it's been fun to see the Lord provide all the way through, um, the years for us to to have a very functional and improving facility that's really enabling some great ministry to happen in uh, in, in inside these walls. And so it's been a lot of fun over the last probably eight years. The Lord has enabled us to um, do several hundred thousand dollars worth of improvements. In our facility, and, and that you know that doesn't even match what we've done over the years in um, our missions involvement and in giving. So it's been it's been really incredible to see what the Lord has done. I mean, if I were to go through the list, you'd be like, "Wow, I can't believe that and that and that and that" in terms of ministry. And in terms of just basic improvements to the facility that God has given us. And it's been exciting to see all of that unfold. And I just want to urge you to see with me that that the reason that God has again and again and again provided is because we have wanted to become a worshiping people. We want to live lives of worship. And we all recognize that a part of our worship is what we do with the things that God has given us. And we become incredibly thankful for all of God's grace and His mercy in using us. And we have grown in the position of saying, God, everything that you've given me is yours and I want you to lead me to live a life where I'm worshiping you with everything I am and everything I have. And again and again, because of that heartbeat, Um, We have seen God provide over and over again. It's interesting that in Philippians chapter 4, Paul actually talks about God providing all of our needs um, because he is rich and able to provide all of our needs. And what's interesting about that is that, that whole perspective on God providing your needs follows the idea that the people were generously giving as the Lord enabled them to meet the needs that Paul had in his ministry. And it came out of this generous, grateful, worshipful, giving heart that then Paul said, look, God's going to provide everything you need every time. And that's exactly what we've experienced over the years. Year after year after year, we've experienced God generously and graciously providing as we seek to just honor Him with who we are and what we have as a church body. And, and we're not a, a large and a um, you know, large budget kind of church. We have never failed to see God provide as we've trusted Him. And, and it's been an incredible blessing along the way. And then for us to be given this opportunity of Project Thailand, we had a meeting tonight right before we came in here, and it was exciting to hear someone say how much of a blessing it was to them that the entire church body just is giving this impression that we're all involved in Project Thailand. This is not about this group going. This is about our church adopting this situation and going out in mass and this large number of people and then a large amount of giving. I mean, we've basically committed over $120,000 to accomplish Project Thailand from our body alone. When I tell tell some of my friends who are pastors all over the place that we're doing this project Thailand, and they say, well, how many you got going? And I tell them, we got 43 people going. They're like, what? How many people do you say your church had? And it just blows them away at the generosity and the excitement and enthusiasm about this mission effort. And here we've pledged this large amount of commitment, time, effort, and funds. And we're doing it. It's going to happen and it's going to be something we all get to experience and participate in at one level or another. It's exciting. As that thing is unfolding, the elders are praying and seeking the Lord and we just feel like that the Lord makes it clear that we are supposed to launch this thing called Project Impact. We just felt like the the timing was right, and although we've known that the potential need in the future existed, we just felt like this was the right time. This is when we need to launch it, and we sat there and we talked about, well, we got this project Thailand going on. How are we going to do Project Impact? And we've already got one hundred twenty thousand dollars. Going to take, and a lot of people in our church are given to get people to go to Thailand. How are we also going to do this one hundred seventy-five thousand dollars project? How is this going to happen? And as we came back to wrestle with that question, we kept coming back to the fact that we believe this is exactly what God wanted us to do and when He wanted us to do it and that His timing is perfect. And that here we are in a situation where we cannot see how God can meet all this need except that God just do it in only the way He can. And so we've been presenting this and talking about this and sharing this with you. And so I suspect that a lot of you have been thinking about this, praying about this, considering how you might get involved and be a part of this. I know already that some of you have filled out the top portion. Remember, you're supposed to fill out the top portion, put that in the offer box, fill out the bottom portion, take that home, don't forget that. I'm sure there's a lot of you have already filled out the top portion and you checked off, I'm going to pray, I'm going to give, or I'm going to give, or I'm just going to pray, or I'm going to help with a volunteer, or I'm going to volunteer in the nursery, and you've just been checking off whatever you feel like the Lord's doing in your heart in regard to this. And I'm so thrilled that once again, as a church body, we are wrestling with how God would want us to respond to His leadership in our church family. I'm grateful for your generous, obedient, willing hearts. I'm sure some of you have been asking the Lord... How do you want me to give and he's been saying things to you in regard to this.'m sure some of you have been asking about what do you want me to do, and he's been speaking to you. You're in the process of making this decision, how you will be involved in this, and it is a thrill to know that as a church family, we get to walk through this together and so here we are once again, placing ourselves as a church family right in the middle of where we believe God is leading us we're trusting him, we're seeking to be. Faithful and worshiping Him with all of what we have, all of who we are. And and we've not experienced anything different than what we've always experienced as we've trusted Him. He is providing at every turn. This last week, we received a check in the mail um, from the sale of our 47 acres of $368,000. He's providing. As excited as I am about that, and believe me, we are excited about that. Um, that, That is less about money and more about who the Lord is. It's less about what we need and more about what the Lord can do. It's less about how much we've received and more about how we can give to the Lord's ongoing work in this place. We are super excited that uh, God has provided to cover the expenses of Project Impact with perfect timing. Perfect time. Pretty amazing. Yeah, it's awesome. It is awesome. I mean, I don't know what an appropriate demonstration of thankfulness and excitement is, but whatever it is appropriate, I would do it, you know, if I knew exactly what that was. Um, I'm a lot more excited about that announcement than the one that is on Facebook. Nothing wrong with having kids. I'm excited for all of you who are. I'm looking forward to grandkids someday. So, um, All right, so let, let's think about what all this means for us today. This is what, since this was finalized on Tuesday, which we did not listen. We did not think this was going to happen. Um, we had many reasons to believe that, that all of the indications were moving towards closing, the land was going to fall through and it was not going to happen. In fact, before there was movement towards closing, um, there was communication to us that this was a long process and it would be anywhere to a year before anything would happen, if anything happens at all. Then it all began to kind of fall apart, didn't look like it was going to happen at all. The next thing you know, we're closing, it happens and we're like, what? Are we actually going to get a check? And we did and it didn't bounce and here we are. And uh, it's just like this, this whirlwind of activity on Tuesday of this last week. On Wednesday, we had this emergency call meeting as elders. And we get together and we talk for an hour and a half and pray and seek the Lord. And we're like, what does this mean, Lord? We just kept coming back to the reality that God's timing is perfect. And He knew that this is what we needed at this time. So that everything we need to do right now is covered that there is no reason that anything else will suffer in this body because we have to do this. He's covered it for us. He's just good. He's just so good. And so here we are rejoicing. We're asking, what does this mean for us now? And, And so I want to help you think through with me, what does this really mean now? One of the ways I want you to think about what's happened is that we have reaped where we did not sow. There are many, many people in this body of believers that are not here today, who back in 1998 and before, contributed funds to purchase that land. And they sowed with their money in response to the Lord, In giving to God in worship, that God would grant the church the opportunity to buy that land. Little did they know, you know, 16 years ago, that what God really intended to happen was that in 2014, a body of believers would reap what they did not sow, to accomplish what they could not envision. And here we are, a church family who's now reaped what God has given us. And now we are charged to be a church who is faithful. To do with God's money what God would have us do at this time. That's a large bill. That's a charge from the Lord that requires us as a church and your elders as your shepherds, to be incredibly cautious and careful about how we move forward. You guys have probably heard stories about individuals who receive a windfall of money and uh, that windfall of money becomes their demise because they forget that it's not about money. And, And we don't want to be that group of people. We want to keep in mind that this activity of the Lord is not about the money. It's about the Lord's activity. We want to make sure that we continue to follow His leadership as we move forward. So I want you to pray for us. I want you to be serious about praying. That we would sense exactly how God wants us to respond. To this timing of this provision. And be wise stewards of what belongs exclusively to God for his glory and his purposes in and through our ministries. So be in prayer for us. I want you to see a little bit of the picture of, of what is still on the radar. For things related to our facility. Now, th- this is just to give you an idea of what kind of projects we got. Project impact. We know what that's going to take. We know that's what that's going to accomplish. Well, that's not the only and the last project we have in the future regarding the ministries of Southside Baptist Church. And so, I've got you this handout here. Hopefully, everybody's got one of those, and uh, you can kind of look through that with me as I detail a couple things that uh, can help you see what's, what's still on future projects. We need a new worship center cooling and heating. Every year we're piecing together the heating literally patchworking it together, and we're told every year this may be the year that it does not keep working And If you remember, there's been some Sundays even this year where we thought it was working, it quit working, we tried to jumpstart it and it didn't ha- help, and then we fixed it during the week and we had heat the next Sunday. Well, this is becoming more and more an issue and we're being told you better have money set aside because it's going to be $100,000 just like that to fix everything that's going on because you cannot replace what we have with just individual parts that make the system work. I, Our system is not fixable like that. No offense, but if you take a 90-year-old person, you try to put 14-year-old parts, and that 90-year-old person is not going to work. That's what we got. They don't make the 90-year-old parts anymore. And uh, so so we can't can't just piece it together anymore. When that thing goes, if we want to meet in here with heat and cooling, we got to fix it. And and that's an immediate, non-negotiable need when that happens. Um, If if those of you who sit in our worship center from about the one-third point back, if you're in the back two-thirds of our worship center, if you've never ventured to the front third, you probably don't know this. But if you're in the back two-thirds, your experience back there is markedly different than the experience of those in the front third. Uh, because of the way our sound system is limited by its current design. And so we really want everybody from the very back row to the very front row. To have the same type of experience in this room as those. who And you say you may like your experience on the back row. That, that's fine. I'm not saying your experience is not legitimate. I'm just saying that the sound experience is not consistent throughout this place. And it is dramatically affecting people's perception of what's happening in this place. I've had conversations with individuals who tell me where I sat in the worship center, I just didn't feel like I was engaged. I just felt like I was kind of on the outside looking. And that all has to do with sound. It's easily remedied with about $45,000. So... That's been something we've wanted to do for years. And it's just less important than some of the other critical things we've had to do. But it is one of those things that's becoming more and more important um, as we hear things from people who are saying things about their experience that are related just to the the sound experience. We need a new roof in the worship center. If you get up there on the third floor and you were to look down on this roof in this building, you would see that it's... It's uh, not in, in great shape. You can read through these other elements all the way down to the education building. We need to renovate first and second floor men's and women's restrooms. I just encourage you, don't go to the bathroom in, in the education building. <laughs> it's not a pleasant experience. It's scary. <laughs> I'd rather go in some of the squatties in China than in our situation. You know, some, of, some, some of what we're trying to do in the gym area because of, because of what we'd like to do in here, we'd like to also make that gym area more of a multi-purpose area. Because of what's going to happen in the Fellowship Hall, we really need to create more of a multi-purpose area in our gym that would give opportunity for our international church to meet in there with a sound system, and some staging and some things like that. And Ultimately, we, we feel like our college students will need that space as well. And so some some things we've got to do, and, and that would really fit well with this new sound system here, moving everything that's in here over there, and that would really work well for making that kind of transition. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. If you just look through all the stuff on here, um, and, and I didn't even include the fact that there are two lots at 782 Poplar. That's a corner of our property that uh, that family has agreed to sell us when they are ready to sell. And that will be a great addition to our property location. And uh, that's something that's going to take, I don't know, a good amount of money. If I say something publicly, they'll probably ask for that much. So I'm going to be cautious about what I say. Take about $20,000 and we'll be good there. (laughs) So, all all these things, and, and I'm just adding, we just added up the ones with numbers, and that's you know, $366,000 worth of stuff that's on the radar for the future and continuing just to take care of this place so that we can do the ministry here and through here that we need to be doing. $368,000 what God provided. We got at least that much just in numbers and more than that when you don't, when you add in all the stuff that doesn't have numbers. So we've got a lot of need God has provided incredibly, and we should rejoice. But what we need to make sure that we continue to do is we should not look at what has happened. We should not look at what we have reaped and not sowed as a reason to think that we are no longer called to sow. We, we should look at what God has done in providing and in gratitude and worship say, all that I have is even more yours. Because you provide. Every time we get generous, every time we trust you and we give and we honor you with all that we are, you provide. And we're going to look at what you've done and just say, we want to be people who continue to sow. That you may reap the glory. And so, and so here's what this means for Project Impact. Okay? Come August, we're going to have a lot more rooms that need more volunteers. And, and God has not um, plopped 368,000 volunteers down. But we do have enough right here. In this place. It's just how you're going to respond to what God's doing in your life. We need help with some of these other issues on here. We need you to pray. And some of you have already been giving. And some of you have felt the Lord's conviction in your life to give. Some of you have felt not just to give to Project Impact. Some of you have been feeling like, I need to give some to the ministry of South Baptist Church. Some of you have been feeling, I need to give more to the ministry of South Baptist Church. Some of you have been feeling like, I've not really been given that much, and I want to give, you know, 3% this year to the Lord, because I've never given anything. I want to start somewhere. You know, he- here's the thing. As you think about this, just continue to pray, and say, God, I'm going to humble myself before you, and as you lead me to be a part of fulfilling my role in Project Impact, I will obey. See, the expenses have been covered, but only you can cover your role in the project. And for some of you, that will still be giving. And if that's you, you know what that means? Every dollar you give towards Project Impact is a dollar that the Lord has now freed up to go to some other opportunity to further His ministry through this place. Some of you may be called to serve, volunteer, however it is. You just keep responding to the Lord by letting your heart be before Him and you just saying, I want to obey. We're going to continue full speed ahead in Project Impact. Knowing as a church body, the expenses have been covered by the Lord's provision and we celebrate that, but we are not done when it, when it refers to our own personal involvement in seeing this project unfold. We're going to ask the Lord how we should be involved. And we're going to still obey Him so that He fulfills this. And come August, we get to reap what God has done in and through us. And it will be an exciting time then. Even more exciting than tonight, I believe. I hope you're encouraged by what this means. But I hope you'll remember that the meaning of tonight is not found in the money, it's found in the one who has invited us to be a part of his plans. That's where the real rejoicing is. That God has seen fit to let all of us be a part. Of what he's doing in his goodness. And for his glory. Okay, any questions tonight before we head to the... uh, Actually, let me answer the big question. Okay, let me go ahead and answer the big question. How are we going to spend this money? I don't know. We don't know. We know that the expenses of this project are covered. God has taken... The uh, sense of pressure and, and stress and how's he going to do this off? It, it's, it's covered. What does that mean for how we're going to spend all that what is left after what is covered? We're just going to be really cautious and really careful about seeking the Lord that he would lead us to be the right kind of stewards of what he has provided us. Now, I can tell you that we will not spend a dime of this money on anything that is supposed to be found exclusively within our budget. No staff bonuses or special trips to Hawaii. None of that's happening at all with this money. Um, whatever we do to take care of our staff and our ministries on a regular basis going to keep coming we're not going to start living um, at, a, at a larger paycheck as a church family than what God has given us the means to live it's the same thing we would tell you if God gives you a windfall of money don't act like you're rich all of a sudden live within the means God has given you then ask the Lord to give you wisdom on how he uses what he's given you special provision of don't go crazy living like you're not supposed to live Live within the means that God has given you and ask Him to give you guidance on how you can be a blessing above and beyond what the means are for specific reasons of His glory. So That's how we're going to handle this. We're going to keep living within the means God provides. If you're checking your bulletin on a regular basis, you will be able to see what God is providing and what we are spending within our regular monthly receipts. Right now, we're about $15,000 behind expected receipts, as we forecast from last year. Not, it's no big deal. I'm just reminding you what's happening there. We missed a Sunday because of the weather, and that always sets us back a little bit. Um, But we're going to live within those means. And then as the Lord leads us forward to address any issues that we cannot cover within those means, we're going to understand the way He's allowed us to address it could be through this provision. I mean, we don't know... The the, the air conditioner heater could break tomorrow. And guess what? We're going to say, we can't afford that within our means because right now, without that gift, if we were to do Project Impact and then our AC breaks, we have no money. Zero. Except what you give next Sunday. Zero. So, So God knows what's coming. We don't. And it could be that something's coming. We can't forecast. We're not allowed to know yet, but God's already said, I know. You're okay. Just keep trusting me. Makes sense? So you are more than welcome to ask any of the elders what we're going to do and how we're going to do it, and they're going to give you a similar response. We are praying. We don't know. We want to be careful and cautious, and we want you to pray with us that we would honor the Lord as stewards of what is rightfully His. Okay, any other questions? I think that's the big one in the room. So any other smaller questions that you want me to address tonight before we go eat chili? Remember, the chili is ready. I mean, it's hot. It's ready. It's tasty. we got judges whose mouths are just watering. It's so... Yes, Janine? Yes, thanks for asking that. Yeah, we are in the elder process. We're coming to the, to the end of that process, which means that at some time in the near future, and near is a very loose term, Uh, you will hear about those individuals who have been in the process for over a year now, I believe. So keep praying. And I'm telling you, when we get to tell you, um, it has just been a sweet experience. Listen, I wish that I could accurately communicate the joy of serving among the elders in this body. I just, I cannot put it into words. And that's not just my opinion. You ask any of those elders. I encourage you to ask them. We are just blessed. And we're going to be blessed as God brings addition to that group of leaders over the next several months. And you will find out about that. There will be a time of testing where you guys get to say I don't know what you guys have been seeing. No way. Or you get to say, yes, we really affirm what God has been doing. And so that will be given to you guys to speak to. Great question. Yes, Shirley. Very good. Very good. Shirley, that is a great question. Shirley's question is, what time frame are we under now for giving to Project Impact when God lays on our hearts what we should give? Before this happened, our time frame was literally four months. Um, Now that this has happened, our time frame can be a little bit looser. And I'm just going to go ahead and jump out there. We haven't addressed this topic as elders. So I'm just going to jump out there and answer the question the best I can in this moment. And then I may retract it later and come back and say, this is what we really should do, okay? So here's my answer in the moment. As God lays on your heart what he wants you to do, let's leave it up to him as how you can do that. And so it may be that he lays on this this number on your heart and you think, in order for me to do that, I need this amount of time. Well, then you take that amount of time. And it may be that God surprises you and does it in a different amount of time. But I think the important thing is that you, that you respond to whatever that is and say, I'm going to do it as God enables me to do it. And I think that would really reflect the heart of your elders saying, we, we don't want you to feel ever as if we are coercing you to do anything. Um, we are simply encouraging you to be responsive to the Lord and what He's enabled you to do by His grace. Yes. Sure. Yeah, I'd love to know that. So after we meet tonight, you can come up and you can tell me and we'll get that all worked out. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I do think it, it would be helpful at some level. But again, a lot of those kinds of elements of this situation have been really lightened because of the way the Lord has covered this experience. You know, it's, it's been your elders' prayer that, that you guys... As, you know, we've never done anything like this before. The only time we've ever done anything similar to this is when we said, we need an emergency fund because there's a good chance we're going to have a whole lot of stuff cost us a whole lot of money that we can't pay for at any given time in this facility. So we need an emergency fund. And so years ago, we started saying we need this and we need this and, and then the money just came in over time and we ended up with $75,000 just sitting there in an emergency fund. And so that's there for emergencies. That's the only time we've ever done anything of this nature, and one of the things we we were really praying about and hoping for, and and guys were talking about, is we just don't ever want to be in a position where you perceive us saying it. If you don't give, you better you know that attitude of manipulation when it comes to giving. We we think that giving is an obligation, one that should not be manipulated one should be offered because we are to be worshipers with all that we have. And what we really love, what I really love about how God worked this out is here we have this incredible need and we still need to be about being a part of this, but, but there's no need to try to do anything other than just say, here's the need. As God enables you, you respond. He's got it covered. And boy, I think that's a great lesson for the future too because even if we had nothing, that should be our attitude. Amen. Okay, any other questions? Just tasting the chili right now. Oh, yes. Thank you, Tim. On the back side of this, you can see the diagram of this uh, hallway and existing offices. All right, if you're looking at your diagram, you can look on your paper on the screen. I'm going to quickly... Sh- give you just a, a detailed description of what's going to be happening. So you see how this existing offices, right now, the way this diagram is written, it is broken down into four rooms and then two smaller rooms. So four larger rooms and then two smaller rooms on the existing offices. So that's what it'll be remodeled in terms of space. That's not how they are currently. That'll be remodeled so that those rooms are those Respective sizes, respective sizes. And then the smaller room is kind of a work wash area. And then the larger room will be um, Christy and her associate's office. Okay, so that's how that will look. And then you have all your existing nursery space. Nothing will change there. And then if you notice here, the existing nursery room. By the baptistry and the existing library by the baptistry, both of those rooms are gone. You're going to open up those areas because those will become congestion areas. We have no real good place to kind of hang out and linger and see people and talk. Well, this is going to be high congestion anyway and we're creating more space to create that opportunity on this side Of the existing offices is going to be a welcome area. Just a small little welcome area with all that additional lobby type space. And then on the side of the current nursery area is going to be a nursery check-in spot. That's where all the check-in will be facilitated to send everybody to their rooms. This is going to open up that whole thing. Alright? Then we're going to relocate the library to two different places. This is the theoretical plan, relocate the library to two different places, have more of an adult-focused resource center where where we're telling you the kind of books and the kind of resources you need to be um, interested in reading and being exposed to, and that's going to be on the first floor of the education building. Second floor of the education building, will have a dedicated children's library, which is a better location for all the children's activity in that area. So we're going to clear out some space so we have better traffic flow, more areas to linger and uh, less congestion, high traffic flow areas, along with this expansion. And then we'll move those library spaces to applicable areas in our education building. And so this gives you at least a, a, a picture, something you can actually see as to where we're headed. Okay, And then the back half of the fellowship hall will be turned into office space. So when you walk in the fellowship hall tonight, first of all, you're going to see some great improvements. Now, keep in mind, we're still in uh, process over there. When you walk in the door, when you walk in the two brand new doors to the brand new floor to the brand new bathrooms, you're going to see on your left two brand new doors into the gym along with a hole that's cut out that will receive a door at some point. Where that door is going to be placed at some point is going to be a handicap ramp all the way down into the gym so it's easily accessible. And we'll have these two glass doors that go down the stairs so we have a lot of entryway into that so it's much a more functional area to serve what we need. Now, today, if you go through the left glass door, you will be in big trouble. There are no steps there. It's locked. You're not supposed to be able to go through there. If you try and you succeed, you will be on the floor. So do not go through the left glass door. Go through the right glass door. Enjoy that. Look around, see what's been done over there. It's almost complete, it's like 99% complete. And so it's really exciting. I think the ramp and stuff's coming in on Monday. And so I have stairs and a ramp and a really neat entry into the gym for everybody. It's going to be really cool and be a lot more functional. And so if, when you go in there tonight, you'll see the glass door on the south side of the fellowship hall. From that glass door back is going to be new office space. So you have a little bit over half the fellowship hall still available to be used for functions in our body. So it's will still be very functional and we'll be able to serve Uh, the expansion situation with the movement of our offices. Any other questions before I dismiss? Glad y'all are here. Excited to go eat some chili. Thank you for being who you are. Thank you. It is a joy. See you guys over there. Let's go hang out.